0: I'm your host, Kit McCarty, and my guest today is Loretta Davis. Welcome, Loretta. Hello.
1: I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me, Kit. I appreciate it.
0: Oh, I'm just so glad that we were able to work out the time. Yes. Loretta is a life coach, certified therapist in relational therapy for singles, a minister of the gospel, a motivational speaker. The former host of the Enjoying the Married Life TV talk show, the CEO and president of New Life Publishing Company, and the author of several books, including The Promise is Mine, God's Faithfulness Through Broken Relationships, Crazy, Dumb, Stupid Faith Gets Results, Learning to Forgive God's Way, and her latest release, The Invisible Relationship, Secrets of the Heart. Loretta, you've been a busy girl. I see you as highly relational, helpful, innovative, thoughtful, and wise. How do you see yourself?
1: You know, I I believe I see myself in some of those uh, characteristics. You know, uh, especially uh, being very thoughtful, and also I see myself as being a lawyer. You know, and that's and that came really from seeing my dad. You know, being very loyal, my mom and dad being loyal to each other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, so, so Yes. Sweet. Yes.
0: Um, and so was that something that you valued always in your life, or is it something you grew into?
1: You know, I grew into it because, uh, like mm-hmm. I said, I saw my, I, my dad. My, my, I, my dad, um, really, he was my stepfather, but we never call him stepfather. But he demonstrated what a real father should be to, you know, to, to your children and a wife you know mm-hmm. how how he treated my mom you know one of the things we've never ever heard my dad and my mother argue wow never man they had their little differences I'm Sure, you know, but all well, people do he, he, yeah but he he was a he was a very good father to us and uh, so i think i picked that
0: up you know from him and i have seen you uh, before you, we turn on the mics today right. here how you value that attribute in your heavenly father and how he's been yes. so loyal and faithful to you and um, how you have been faithful in years of ministry in every right. place where God's placed you. So thank you. I celebrate oh, your yo- loyalty welcome. today. Yes. And I'm so thank glad you. that that's something that defines you. What else would you say is a characteristic that you highly value? I would say um,
1: trustworthy, mm-hmm. you know, Uh, I've learned to, uh, with relationships, you know, to be, to myself, to become trustworthy with uh, my relationships, friends, and uh, so, you know, being a good friend, just a good friend, you know, and so that's one of the things that I've come to learn to, (laughs) because of other situations that I've been through, too, and, you know having maybe the wrong friends in my life, you know. Mm -hmm. So, but God has brought me some great friends.
0: I think so, too. And I just really felt that you were a very trustworthy person the moment that I met you. You were so honest and open about where you had been and the things that God was doing in your life, that that was really thrilling to me. So I was, it was very Mm -hmm. easy to become your friend. But you just alluded to times where you had to learn trust um, in difficult circumstances because you've been hurt. You've been yes, betrayed. I had, and have. Uh, that could make a person very skeptical, very cynical. But not you. Why?
1: Oh my God! <laughs> well, in, in one place, um, being that way, I God brought me through a situation of, you know, being in a wrong relationship, and um, that's what made me to write the book, "The Promises Mine: God's Faithfulness to a Broken Relationship" about being unequally yoked. Mm-hmm. And but. God told me he wasn't going to take me out of it. He was going to bring me through it. And so I had to learn some things through that uh, that that broken relationship of learning how to love unconditionally, you know. So um, I wasn't really like that, but uh, it was some things that God had to, uh, per, you know, process through me to make me become that person of being, you know, that way,
0: I think so. so. I think sometimes God leaves us in difficult circumstances so that yes. we can learn the lesson well. Um, and while we're praying, begging that God would release us from it, very often He'll right. let us linger there because there are still some things we need to learn. Um, and I think maybe too, He was also setting you up for a book that you would later write about forgiveness. And part of your healing process had to be learning to forgive.
1: Yes, yes, yes. You know that, that it's so amazing how that book came along. You know, I actually wrote the book because of a situation with one of my close friends, you know. We've been friends for for years and and she um and I got into a confrontation, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm more of a laid back person and she's a very uh straight out person, bold, you know. And um and we like we got into this confrontation and and it was like we she went her way and I went my way, you know. And I was saying Lord, you know, you know it's almost like i was thinking oh
0: i'm glad they're gone yeah, yeah. you know and then you feel guilty for thinking and that you feel, <laughs> yeah you feel guilty
1: and it's almost because you don't want to deal with it you right. know and so um she had been gone for 2 years and uh, and um one day the lord just spoke to me i'm in my kitchen cooking doing some chores and he told me i want you to call her and ask her to forgive you for hurting her no, thank I said, you. I said, no, Lord. <laughs> I said, hurting her, you mm-hmm. know? you know. Mm. And he said, I want you to forgive my way. And I said, okay, what is wow. that? What, what, I mean, tell me, what do you mean about that? And he said, even though I, he said, what I was going through on the cross, they pull out my beard, they slap me, they spit on me. He said, but I still said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And so he said, and forgiveness do not justify it and it does not explain it just simply forgives and I was like, oh gosh but you know I had that that little that little devil on my shoulder saying you know when you call it explain it, justify it, tell mm-hmm. her about it you know right because we so want to be right yeah I, exactly you know and I wanted to I, I really still in the back of my mind I was thinking but when did I hurt her but when did I hurt yeah. her and the Lord says it's a command for you to forgive. And so I wanted to be obedient to to the Lord, so I did. I, I called her, and I told her. I said, "Oh my gosh!" But my flesh was going like, oh, explain it. You just you don't want to be you don't want to be in the wrong, you know. But I obeyed, and I said, I, "I ask you to forgive me for hurting you." She was like, like she couldn't remember. Probably it had been two years, you know. So, and I said, "I'm not. I just I'm not going to explain or anything. I just want to mm-hmm. simply." Just ask you to forgive me for hurting you. And the Lord had told me, he said, when you do that, he said, you're going to release her and you're going to release yourself. And I thought, okay. He said, because sometimes what we think, we think that just because that person is gone out of our life, he that they, oh, okay, they're gone. But really they're the closest to you because you're holding their offense in your heart. And it's just oh, like, good. and it's just like you've been in a holding cell. You know, you're two in this holding cell, you know, but you're still going through it. So uh, I said, "Okay, God, I did it." And we had a little short conversation, and that's it. And that next morning, she called me at four o'clock that morning, and she said, "Loretta, I need you to pray for me because I have a spirit of anger from childhood." And uh, and I, I was able to pray with her, and I was like, "Lord, the Lord told me when you do it." You're gonna release her, cause sometimes wow. that sometimes God wants us to be, be the bigger one. Yes, you know. But I'm gonna say most of the time. Most of the time, <laughs> yes, you know. Maybe that person can't sure. because Good. of, you know. Just like she said, she was dealing with a spirit of anger, and and she needed to be loose from that, you know. And so we were able to pray and um and and you know and, and move on. But I I can see that our mm-hmm. relationship has gone to another level now, you mm-hmm. know. And I'm grateful of that too. So, and that's why I wrote the book. But it's so many other things that uh, God showed me in writing the book. And he even talked about, you know, forgiveness of debt. You know, sometimes people borrow money from you and, and, um, and they don't pay it back, you know, and you go. And the Lord showed me something. He said, the moment they borrowed it from you, you agreed. You agreed and they agree, and they may—they may, they may have had good intentions at that time, but when it came time to pay it back, it, something may have derailed them, you know, and that they couldn't—not to say that you don't suppose to—but we get that in our hearts, and we go, you know, well, they owe me. And then so he took me back to remember, and um, Matthew the 18th chapter, 23rd verse through the 35th verse about the guy that owed the king 10,000 talents, you know? And I was like, oh my gosh. And he got forgiven of that debt, you know? He begged, he, and, and and the king had compassion. And he said he forgave him of the debt. He loosed him from the debt. Sometimes I will we'll say, oh, I forgive him, but they're going to pay my money back. yes. <laughs> you know, so that, yes. We, we want to say that, you know? But, you know, and so God showed me to um, in, in that, how when he did that, he begged him to forgive me. And at that moment, he needed mercy. He needed mercy. And then so then after that, the king gave him mercy. He went and found someone else that owed him. And I think in one translation, it said it was like $40. Yeah,
0: lunch money.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know. And he caught him by the throat. You're going to pay me all, you know. And, you know, I was sharing this story. It was so funny because I was sharing the story with my little nieces, and I told them, I said, well, tell me what you think of the story. And she said, well, first of all, she said, he he, forg- he got forgiven of the debt, but he was greedy mm-hmm. because he didn't even, they didn't give him money, but he saw somebody that owed him that he could actually get money from. And <laughs> she said, I see, you know, that's a good point. That's she good said, point. and they threw him in jail. She said, Tarot, why didn't they just let him get a job. <laughs> she said, pay the money back. But it was really, it was really amazing how kids see it in a different light, you know. And, and so when I wrote that book, I, it's different things that I wrote on forgiveness, you know, forgiveness is, you know, because the Lord says, if we don't forgive, he won't forgive us, you know, of our trespasses.
0: I think a lot of people struggle to forgive for one of the reasons that you talked about, because they think they're right? And they're waiting Absolutely. for the other person to come and apologize. And I love how, how you illustrated how God released both of you when you went and asked for forgiveness. I think another reason that people hesitate to forgive is because they have a misunderstanding of what forgiveness is. Right. That we're supposed to just forgive and forget, kind mm-hmm. of like God does. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't. There's some offenses that we just can't forget, and it's kind of good that we do remember them, so we don't make ourselves victim mm-hmm. to the same kind of situation mm-hmm. that put us in a position and you to know, be unforgiving. It's,
1: it's amazing because one of the things the Lord told me about some people, you know, you hear people say it hurts so bad, you know, and I was thinking about it as Jesus was on the cross, you know, He forgave. When he was hurting the most, he sure did. He had nails in his hand, in his feet, and he said, "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do." I believe that God, that because it's a commandment, we're obeying God, and God will take care of the healing part and the hurt part. But sometimes we just hold on to the hurt and the pain until we don't decide we don't not, we don't make that decision to forgive. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I think unforgiveness really binds us to that hurt and the pain so that we can't walk away from it. It becomes part of who we are. And we've seen a lot of people grow old and be bitter because they couldn't forgive. Maybe just one offense or maybe just one person. But it tainted all the rest of their relationships and their ability to be open and to, to be friends with other people. It made them cynical and bitter. So we've talked about what forgiveness is, and, and let's talk now why it's important. Obviously, to um, to extend forgiveness certainly reflects the character and nature of God, oh, yes, it and does. it frees us up. What else? What are some other benefits of forgiveness?
1: Well, I think it, just like you say, it forgives, it, it frees you up. Mm. One of the things that it, it had done for me, it made my relationship. Like I said, it went to another level. I love that you so know? much, and, and I like that because you know I saw the the, the growth in my my girlfriend, uh, and my my myself has grown too. You know, to know that we respect each other, uh, even even though we're in a different place. You know, now it's not like well, okay, you know. I don't want to forgive her. I'm wrong. You know, I'm right or wrong, you know, because I want to be right. But God even said in the word of God, why don't you, never, why don't you just take to be wrong, you know, even though you're right, you know, to free somebody else.
0: I think that's so important, and I and I love that that happened to be the, the outcome of your story. Right. But we all know people, and perhaps have experienced it ourselves, where we go and either forgive someone or ask their forgiveness, and then right. they use it like a club to beat us down. Does that let yes. us off the hook?
1: <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't let us off the hook at all, because God's going to come back, and He constantly pointing at you. We want to point fingers at the other person, but you know, and I, and I thought about, okay, but I was, I was said, but I was, I wasn't wrong. And so I, I said, the Lord, show me, I said, show me where he said, remember you was a very laid back person, but when you lashed out at her, she's never seen you like that. That could have offended her. And I thought, oh, I never thought about it mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we had to like, the confrontation, you know, but I see our relation is so, relationship is so much beautiful now that we've had that experience, and so I, even this book, learning to forgive God's way, it's amazing how God gave me the title because most of the time, we, what we think, we think, oh, I forgive and I, I just put it behind me, but it's still right there. Yeah, it's all so right. It's right. It's right there, you know. And so I've had people to say uh, when I'm actually sharing about my book, they would say, I need that book. I've been, I've been holding on to a grudge, a grudge for 20-some years. I cannot forgive. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing. I cannot forgive. And I've one of the things t- I tell them, you sure can. You have to do it in God's ability. You know, I couldn't do that within myself. God gave me that ability to do that because myself was saying, I'm, but I'm, in a, I'm, I'm right, you know. But I had to say, God, I had to surrender to the commandment of God and say, he commanded me to forgive,
0: Mm, you know? So good. So good. Well, as we all know, sin divides people. It divides relationship. It separates us from God. It separates us from each other. And so um, when you are willing to forgive somebody or to ask for forgiveness, that says to the other person, you're important to me. You're worth fighting for. And that's what you did with your friend. And it allowed your friend to believe it so that you could move forward. But sometimes the best you can do Is just forgive that person and let it go with no no expectation that they're ever going to change their mind, come around, say they're sorry, that they will consider you worth fighting for. None of those things may happen, but the most beautiful thing happens when you forgive, you're free. You forgive the other person and you're the one that receives the freedom. And I think that's the beautiful part about forgiveness. Yes,
1: because, you know, I, I didn't think, well, I needed to do all of that, but I needed to be free, too. You know, so that's when the Lord said, You're going to release her and you're going to release yourself. And I was able to go, oh, you know, like.
0: For the first time in a long time. For the time. first time. I hear you. I, I have been right there. I've totally yes. been right there. Yes. Well, Loretta, this has been so much fun. We're going to take a break. And listeners, when we come back, we'll hear more from our guest today, Loretta Davis. Hope you'll forgive me for interrupting this important conversation with our guest today, Loretta Davis. If you're new to our show, let me invite you to find out more about the Now I See podcast, celebrating its 100th episode today. You can find us on our website at nis.media, on our socials at Now I See Pod, or wherever podcasts are found, like the platform you're listening on right now. Please take a moment to like and subscribe, to rate and review, and if you're loving our show, please share it with your friends. If you stop by our site, you can drop us a line. You can check out our previous episodes by scrolling through our archives using the blog tab or search using the guest's name or topic. You can find some great reads from our featured authors like Loretta on our authors page. When you click on their titles, you'll be taken directly to their designated purchase points where you can find out more about the author, their works, and how to get their books for yourself. Please also check out our featured causes page where you can connect with organizations making a difference locally, nationally, and around the world. When we return, Loretta is going to reveal some secrets of the heart. Stay tuned. You won't want to miss this. And our guest today is Loretta Davis. So up to this point, Loretta, we've been talking about the heavy work of forgiveness. And it does take a lot of heavy lifting, um, thought shifting, heart shifting to be able to forgive. And sometimes in our relationships, especially where forgiveness has been a challenge, we feel invisible. You've done some work there, too. Go ahead and tell us yes, about it. Yes, I have.
1: Well, I actually, um, I've actually written a book called The Invisible Relationship, Secrets of the Heart. And uh, how that book came about is because I had been married for 13 years, and I was married unequally yoked and um, and did the right thing, was faithful to my husband, you know, prayed, fast, whatever, you know, and praying for his deliverance because he was walking through uh, an addiction that he had, you know, for so many years, you know. But uh, as I was praying for him, you know, the Lord had told me that, you um, he was going to deliver me. And he showed me this way because one of the things that I, when I married unequally yoked and I got into that relationship and I, I start seeing the true picture, you know, and uh, the addiction. And I was like, Lord, what happened? And the Lord said, you married unequally yoked. And I, and it really hurt, mm-hmm. really hurted me. I I felt like, when I was, I was crying and I said, God, I'm so sorry I hurt you because you told me as a Christian not to be unequally yoked with unbelievers. And so that night the Lord gave me a dream. And in the dream, I saw God's hand and I was sitting in the Lord's hand and it was storming and his hand was moving slowly through the storm and at the very end of the storm, he let a most beautiful rainbow in front of me and then he raised it up and behind the rainbow was a long table and it had an angel on each side of the table and it had two birthday cakes sitting on the table and the man I was married to was sitting at the end of the table and I woke up and my heart was burning and the Lord said, get up and write the vision now. So I began to write, and I said, Father, what does the rainbow represent? He said, covenant, promise. He said, this night I promise to bring you deliverance. Mm-hmm. And he said, I said, well, what did the two birthday cakes represent? He said, a natural birth and a spiritual birth. And I said, why was my husband sitting at the end of the table? He said, I'm going to save him at the end of his life. He said, but I'm not taking you out of it. He said, I'm going to take you through it. And I'm going to process you. But I didn't understand what process meant, you know, and I was like... Oh,
0: sometimes we do. Yeah. We just don't want to understand it. I know. You know, but, you know, at that moment, right. I'm thinking, you know... What in the world? I'm
1: thinking, what's wrong with me, you yeah. know, that yeah. he has a right. process right. Me, right. you know? But it it, it started in, in the 10th year of our marriage, you know. God mm-hmm. began the process, and I didn't even know. Um, and one, one night, he just woke up, you know, mm-hmm. in the middle of the well, morning... And he was, and I really, today, God showed me, it really wasn't him speaking. God was using, God was using his voice. And he asked me a question that I, uh, he never had, had ever asked me before. He was like, uh, and he wasn't a jealous person. He asked me, did I have like a boyfriend? (laughs) You know, like, like, do you have someone else? And I'm waking up, rubbing my eyes, like, and I look over at him, and he was, and he went back to sleep. And the Lord said, look at the clock. And it was 4 o'clock in the morning. And I said, well, maybe he was having a bad dream, you know. So the next morning, he did the same thing and said the same thing. And as I'm sitting sitting up in the bed, I looked at the clock. It said 4 o'clock. And that, that, that really caught my attention. I said, God is trying to tell me something. So I get up, went in the next room, and I was like, Lord, why do he keep asking me that? And a still small voice said, it's in your heart. I said, who's, I said out loud, who's in my heart? And I didn't know. And I, I know I didn't have any, I didn't think, you know, well, I don't have nobody but my husband. So throughout the day, I kept rubbing my heart like saying, why did I hear that boy say that to me? So the very next day I went to work and I was working at a car dealership answering the phone and I get this phone call. And this guy said, may I speak to Loretta Davis? And I said, "This is Loretta." He's, he said, uh, "Girl, do you know I still love you?" Oh, wow! And then I, I, and my heart opened up, literally, like I could feel it, and the love that I used to have for him come start coming up. And I literally wanted to say, "I still love you too." Mm-hmm. And my and my head was saying, "Well, you can't say that. That's You're married. Right. You're married work. You're married." Yeah. And but my heart said. But you do. Wow. And where do, la, where do the Lord looks at? The that's heart. So I got scared. I said, I got to go. And I hung the phone up. Wow. And the Lord said to me, Loretta, that's who's still in your heart, and you never was healed. And I was in love with him. He was in love with me. And he had asked to marry me. But I, I had a fear in my heart that I couldn't identify what it was. So and when he said these words, he said, I'll move you to my hometown. I was like, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. And I heard him, he cried, and he moved away, and we never saw him again. And that was him calling me. And then I said, oh, my gosh. I said, Lord, why did I not know that all these years? The Lord said, when you rejected him and you went through other relationships, every time you go through another relationship, it covered it up. It covered it up. And he said it was so suppressed down until you didn't even know it was there, and I had to have him to call you to show you what was in your heart. And I said, oh, my God. And he said, Loretta, there are so many people just like you. He said, they're married, and they're hiding behind wedding rings, wedding vows, ministries, careers, businesses. He said, they've never been healed. They just step out one relationship and go into another. And he said, I'm going to process you. He said, and when I bring you through the process, you're going to share your story. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm going to do surgery on the hearts of the people, he said, to bring healing because people are now in relationships. They are, and I asked the Lord one day, I said, God, what do you mean by hiding behind wedding vows? And he showed me a perfect example. Here I am, I was at this particular person's home, and they had a spiritual daughter that wasn't really their daughter. And their, and this lady had been going through, uh, her husband had been committing adultery, you know, on her, and for years, openly. And one day she said, and I was sitting there just listening, the, at the conversation and she said I told my husband why don't you just leave and he he responded I can't because I made a vow to God he said that he said that I would never get a divorce and I, and the lord said hiding behind wedding vows and so many people and 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 so as god took me through that process kid it was amazing and, and it's all written in my book. I won't go through every detail because I really do want them to buy the book, okay? <laughs> you know, it's called The Invisible Relationship Secrets of the Heart. But one of the things the Lord showed me that it was so many people right now today in that same position I was in. But he took me through all the way through the process. It's a powerful ending. Because everybody said, it's such a love story. Did y'all get back together? And all the ladies want, you know. I said, well, it's not a it, it's not a fairy tale, you know. Mm-hmm. So so what, what happened is the Lord showed me, when I finish with you, this is what you, you're going to do. You are like the woman at the well, when he told me. And so that's, that's what's leading me to having a men's conference. I said, Lord, you want me to have a men's conference? Show me the word of God. where a woman doing this. And he took me to the woman at the well. He said, when he said, go get your husband. And she said, I "I don't have a husband. You know, he said, yes, you got that right. He said, "And, and the one you have, he said, you've had five husbands, and the one you have now is not yours. And the Lord said, drop down to verse 48. And when I dropped down to that verse, it said, and the woman dropped her water pot. And she went to the city, and she got the men. We have so many hurting men. I agree. And because men don't talk. And the Lord is showing me so many men that has been molested, and and more women, it says more men has been raped than women. But because we don't hear of it, women usually talk. They usually go to group sessions and stuff and to get the healing that they need. But so many men are like you. I think you was you telling me how they cry. They're crying in the inside. They really cry, but they cry in the inside. There's many of them. And God's been showing me. You have to, because I want to set them free. And you have to have this men's conference. And I'm like, okay, God. So
0: it's leading up to that. Wow, I'm loving that. Powerful. So we're talking about in in that invisible relationship um, where people are hiding their guilt, their shame, their fear. They're they're afraid if they say the truth that they'll be rejected or judged harshly. And it's just easier in their minds to stay invisible and to just to be unseen and unheard. But you and I both know that doesn't bring healing. It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, you've got to bring those things out into the light. Yes. You've got to confess those. You've got to own that that's part of your story, but that's not where the story ends. It There's isn't. hope. There's it healing. Is. There's a yes. community of people. Um, and you can grow, as you said, the Lord will just minister to you in ways you can't even begin to imagine when you just yield up your heart to him. And I just I love your testimony. I love your story um, and your transparency with us. Not transparency as in the unseen, but in being fully seen. And I really, really appreciate that. So Thank tell you. us more about Thank this um, men's conference. It's coming up in yes. June. June. And yes. we're still working on the details. I'm still working on the details. Let me just say, is listeners, as soon as we have those details, we will make those available for you uh, through our website and our social platforms. But in the meantime... People have been enjoying this conversation. They're going to want to know where to find you. Where can they do that?
1: Sure. Uh, You can also, I know a lot of people have been asking me about that book, The Invisible Relationship, but all my books are on Amazon. You can go to Amazon and you can actually put the books, the name of the books in there, or you can even put my name, Loretta Davis. And for The Invisible Relationship, you have to put Secrets of the Heart because there is several books with The Invisible Relationship. Okay, Uh, So you can... uh, find them
0: all on Amazon. We'll make it easy for our listeners. We'll put those on our website as well on our authors page and people can just go and click on the link and it'll take them right to purchase points for those books. So, um, how can they get in touch with you? Well, you can get
1: in touch with me at at 318-352 I'm sorry, excuse me, 318-332-0546 or info at gmail.com.
0: Okay, we'll make that information available in our show notes and on our site as well. Or my Facebook page, too. Oh, well, there you go. Facebook, (laughs) so easy. I am on Instagram. (laughs) I am Loretta um, Davis. Okay, good to know. social media. Good, good to know. So they can go right from our page to yours. That'll Mm -hmm. be super easy. We'll make those links available. So as we close out the show today, is there anything you'd like people to see more clearly as a result of of our conversation
1: one of the things i would like to uh, to say is that its transparency is very very important you know maybe you find yourself in that situation maybe this is your story what i'm, I'm actually sharing and i i i really urge you to to have that that private relationship with God and to share, let let the Lord allow well allow the Lord to search your heart, because that's one of the things that I had been praying that the Lord would search my heart. You know, and uh, some people said, "Well, I don't feel that way." Well, I didn't feel that way either. But yeah. when I allow God to do it, He it's opened my heart.
0: It's hard work. Yes, and it can be painful. It, yes, but it can. the results yes. are yes. just yes. beyond description.
1: Beyond description. And and one of the uh, things I've learned is when David said search me O oh god and see if there be any wicked way in me uh you know and i circle that word if if mean it possibly can be and you don't know anything about so it so good you, you
0: know so good
1: Yep. So that's one of the and things. And God wants us yes. to be whole.
0: He wants us to be well. Yes. He wants us to be truth tellers and people who walk in grace. And we can't do that if we're hiding and we're Absolutely. stepping away from all those things that would yes. um, keep us from experiencing God's full love.
1: Yes, it does. It does.
0: Oh well, this has been so so much fun. I so appreciate <laughs> oh, I you being uh, oh, I, with I, me today. I appreciate you inviting me. Thank you so much. Thanks, <laughs> and listeners, we'll see you again next week. We're so glad you were able to join us for today's eye-opening interview. You can find out more about our guest today by reading our show notes or visiting our website at nis.media. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Special thanks to the team at Headset Radio for their technical expertise and to Joelle Salazar, who created and performed the new Now I See theme song.